power has been with you all along. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Trey Michael, and this is another segment of Applied Consciousness. Now, on my Facebook page, I have been going in about racial inequality and racial uh, injustice that's been going on on planet Earth since the beginning of colonization. Now, I know a lot of people and I've been getting slack, slack, slack from the spiritual community. They want to know, why are you focused on duality? Trey, you know better than this, bro. You know that we all are one. You know that we all come from source and we all are source. Why the separation? And on this segment, I wanted to express to you why this must be done. Let's dive deep into this topic. Mind, body, and soul. That's why I do it. We consist of everything within the universe. I've said it tons of times. One is not greater than the other, and every aspect of everything in creation is a part of yourself. I'll give you a perfect example. I can meditate and take my awareness to the highest realms that I can tap into. That means I can tap into the bliss state of mind. I can tap into one that color has no meaning and food has no value. I can tap into one that I don't need to read a book to to, uh, level up because I become one with all things in that state of being. But I also want to say this too. Since you are all things within the universe, the question to yourself should be, why did I choose to come as a human? I could have came as a bear. I could have came as a lion. I could have came as a ET from uh, from Orion's belt. I could have came as a, a star. I could have came as a the wind. I could have came as sand. I could have came as anything. But you chose, since you are all things, to come as a human being. And under the coat of being a human, we have three things that we, as the whole of ourselves, have to take care of. The first thing is our mind. Now, the next phase that I, well, no, I'm going to get to the mind next. Because right now I want to start with the body. Okay? So, here you are, you deep divers, guys who are from the spiritual community, who know about balancing your chakras and uh, that the crown aligns you with all things in the universe and the sixth chakra, the third eye, it helps you see through the unknown, right? You get to see through uh, the BS or the belief system. Well, let me ask you this question. You haven't eaten a bite of food in two weeks. You haven't drunk a cup of water in 24 hours. And a guy 
takes a nail and a hammer and hammers your hands to the table. At that present moment, a guy comes into the room and he says, hello, my spiritual brother. <laughs> let's travel the astral plans and let's go to the highest mountains of our chakras and let's attune ourselves with all things in the universe. Now, unless you're Yahshua, <laughs> which is why he was so raw, right? Died on the cross and the process of it still kept his consciousness. But the mass majority of your cells or humanity is not Yahshua. So they do not, and you, because I'm putting you in that category as well, and myself as well, you do not have the ability at this present now moment to be able to suffer from the flesh and still be able to be in your higher form. A lot of you, if you're listening to this, you still do-do. Yeah, I said the word do-do, okay? You still have to do it when you eat your food, okay? You have to go tinkle in the bathroom. No matter how much euphoria or how much connectivity to source and the higher realms, you still have to do these things. So you chose to experience all three, mind, body, and soul. What you're hearing happening on planet Earth was written. It, it was not just written by me. It was not just written on the media. They told you of these times. The Hopi told you that the day would come. Now, I want you to recognize when the Hopi gave this prophecy. And this is something that's going to be hard for parts of our co collectiveness. Because we are whole, but we are separate. We're whole and we're separate. We're yin and yang, okay? So let's separate for a moment so that we can deal with the individual aspects of ourselves that, that are going to have to just be honest with. When the Hopi gave the prophecy that of the rainbow warrior, that means the human beings of all ethnic backgrounds, they were being oppressed by Europeans. So if you're from the spiritual community, if you're the higher conscious community, if you're one of the people who, who understand and, and you overstand, then do a simple thing. Because I've heard so many quote the Hopi. Can you please go and find out what made the Hopi say that they would need saving by the rainbow warriors. That's because they were being thrown from their lands. We have another great uh, sage of our time. We call them, some call him Jesus. I don't say Jesus because I know that the letter J was invented in the year 1700s. And again, I'm using my mind right now. So no, I'm not in the spiritual realm. I'm still in the mind and the body. So just bear with me for a moment. They prayed for a savior, the Hebrews did, for a savior to save them. They only began to pray for the savior. They didn't pray for a savior doing Saul, which was the first king of Israel. They did not pray for a savior during the time of David, the second king of Israel. They did not pray for uh, a savior after the third king of Israel, uh, Solomon. Nor did they pray for a savior when Solomon's three sons ruled. But if you notice that right in the, the, the middle, once the Bible transfers from the Old Testament to the New, you will realize that somewhere in between, which they do not describe how it fell, 
You have to go study in history why they prey upon the welling walls in Israel, Jews and Christians. It was because that was the last wall of defense when the Roman Empire sieged Israel and enslaved the people. And since that time, you have the New Testament in the Bible, which is what some religious people study from. Don't be so spiritual good that you, you, you're afraid to dive into what humans' uh, belief systems are. And, and they reference Rome uh, and a savior to be born. Okay. Now, during this era, the Hebrews were no longer freed people. And they prayed for a savior and the savior came. His name was Yahshua. So when Yahshua came to save the people again, he was not coming to save their souls. He was coming to save the people from oppression. This cycle goes on and on through history. I can go to so many people that we as a human collective look up to as sages or gurus. And they came from out of the midst of oppression. This has been a theme that we've been dealing with in our human consciousness for a long time. Let's go to Gandhi. What was Gandhi doing nonviolent movements towards? Gandhi was doing nonviolent movements towards Europeans who were conquering India. <laughs> Martin Luther King, he did nonviolent movements and he became a, a, a shining light to the world in the time of oppression. What about Nelson Mandela? Partai in Africa, 30 years incarcerated in prison when Europeans, and I know it sounds as if I'm picking on Europeans, but these are just the facts. So that means now when I step back outside of the mind and the body and I go back into my, whew, my better self, right? The part that we wish we could stay in, in the, the heavens of ourselves. But we'll get there once you leave from this physical form. But while you're in this physical form, I have to take back ooh, my meditation. Take back my, my being balanced, one with all things in the universe. And take that balance down to my mind and my body. And once I did that, I came to an overstanding that a part of our consciousness is infected. And it has never been addressed. Because people say it's a touchy topic. It's something that's uncomfortable. It's hard. And it's the fact that since the Greeks, since the since Alexander the Great, there has been a part of humanity that has been on a conquest of terrorism. So until we as human beings address the fallacy, the faults, the downside of what we all are because the, the sins of what you call Europeans are the same sins of black people, they're the same sins of Asians. We we engrafted into the sin just like we're engrafted into the, the blessings and the manifestation. So we have to do shadow work and we're gonna have to address that half of ourselves in the best way that you can and say, this shall not go on any longer in the collective. Because how can we all transcend into higher consciousness when some of us are still holding in wickedness within our subconscious or within our consciousness? So it must be addressed. And don't worry. After, if you if you were a European descendant and you never thought you even knew what racism was and it wasn't even in your field of awareness, it's time for you now to, to sit down and listen. Listen to the other side of yourself which are the minority in this country, 
which are the oppressed in the world and hear yourself speak to you and say, these are some things that we're going to have to do to fix this. You guys, I am, my mission right now is to, for me to stay in the fifth dimension. See, I live, let me make sure I get this unequivocally straight for you. I'm going to take my hat off even though you can't see. (laughs) I live in the fifth dimension. It's no talk for me. I manifest instantaneously. Blessings come to me and my family, okay? I have free time. That's why I can make videos. I can do these things. I have went deep inside of myself and went through more hell than most people have read in books. And I've transmuted that hell. Now, I can easily sit on top of the mountain right now. Me and my wife are getting ready to to do an adventure with our business and it's getting ready to expand even bigger than we ever dreamed. I can easily live in that realm. Cabins and first class flights and travel. I can easily do it and say, hey, to H with the world. But if I do that, then I'm separating myself from myself. There's a part of me that's in pain. And it's my duty as being a forerunner, as being what they call a light warrior, a warrior of the light. <laughs> to go and shine the light on the darkness that is within the collective consciousness. You guys, this is the age of Aquarius. It's funny that when we all were in religion, we used to hear about Armageddon, the war, the great war between good and evil, or now that you're conscious, the war between your higher self and your lower self. And it's so funny that it was all war and you were ready with your shield uh, and your breastplate of righteousness and your sword of the spirit. And now when it's time to go to war, everybody wants to be quiet. You want to sit down and let the younger children go fight the battle from your sins. I am a warrior. Let me say that one more time. I am a warrior of the light. I am not a talker of the light. I walk what I talk. And in order for me to continue being that warrior... You're going to sometimes have to have confrontations with things and people or parts of yourself that's uncomfortable. And yes, it's not easy. I've had so many friends that are not minority, that have not felt oppression, that I can kind of get the vibe that they're like, can this come on and like be over with? Because I need to get back to my regular life. But you say that you're a part of the collective. How can you sleep in peace when others are resting in peace? How can you sleep happily upon your non-oppressed reality so that you can leave from the body and the mind and you can stay in the spiritual realm where it's namaste, 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 baby, while others can't even achieve that because they have thorns on their head, because they have nails in their hands, and it's so hard for them to be able to live in the spiritual realm because their bodies are ravished and torn. While uh, while the epidemic hits America, this oppressed group were the front, front runners. They were the people that kept your grocery stores packed while you got to live in your conscious reality from home as you work from home. They were the ones serving you the burgers through the windows. They were the ones that were uh, uh, the nurses at the hospital. They were the ones that this civilization that you live in now was built off their backs. Do you know how easily a business can grow if you didn't have to pay your workers? 
you know how awesome your life can be? If you could go for 200 and something years and never have to pay a single employee. And then you spread that wealth amongst your family and your children's children and your children's children and the friends of your children and the family members of your children. And then all of a sudden one day they say, okay, listen, it's enough to start paying everyone. And, and I'm speaking to white people in America. People that live the experience of a human in white skin. Now you could be the being as well. And if you were, then you are part of the people who are out here protesting. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to the ones that won't let go. Let go of your privilege. Yes, it was a blessing. The universe blessed you. It blessed you with the opportunity to be able to live in the reality that you didn't have to be oppressed and that you can grow as far as you chose to grow. But for others in this reality, they did not. They did not. Let me say again. They did not and have not and have never had the opportunity to be able to grow at the same rate as you. Now, what I believe is happening in this, the ego of white people, and I'm speaking of white people that choose to hold on to the oppressive mind frame, right, is because they feel that you're demising their accomplishments. See, I hear so many people say, uh, hey, I got this because I'm the best worker, and you really are a hard worker. I give you that. No one can create something and not work hard. That's never the argument. I would never take that from any human being. But I would throw this offer to you. I don't know if you would still be where you're at if everyone didn't have shackles on their hands. Yeah, you were the best in the group of non-shackles. But could you take the shackles off the minds of those that are oppressed? Then if you could keep running to being the superstar, hey man, rock, rock out with your socks out. Like my brother Nate said. <laughs> but right now we're getting ready to go on an even playing field. Mach 2, it was written. The, uh, the Bible speaks of it. The, uh, the, the thousand years of peace. The, the Mayan spoke of it. The end of time. Which actually, this is something else I wanted to throw in here. We are actually in the year 2012, not 2020. And I, let me let me say that one more time. We're actually in the year 2012, not 2020. So go ahead and pull out your Google fact checkers and let's go ahead and let's 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 dive deep. We are under the agoric calendar. Can't remember which part of history, but I want to say it was doing Constantine when they swapped the calendars over. Now, if you go back to ancient civilizations like the Mayans, which predates the Roman Empire you would know that their calendar stopped at the year 2012. Well, there is still a civilization on planet Earth that holds those original calendars, and it's in Ethiopia. So when you go Google, Google what year is it in, in Ethiopia based upon their calendars, which are the original calendars that humanity used pre-the Romans, pre-Constantine. And you'll know that this is 2012, which is why these pandemics are occurring, which is why we're transmuting the, the deep-rooted sins of our ancestors. That's why we're bringing it to the forefront, because we, the people now on planet Earth, have the ability to fix this. Our ancestors couldn't have fixed this. If they would have brought this up, it would have been race wars, okay? That's not going to happen on this planet. Because the human beings, black, white, of all ethnicities, we are getting ready to transcend to the fifth dimension. To a dimension where we will fi finally, woo, be unified, man. 
then we'll be able to grow beyond our wildest dreams. And this is going to be the first part of me talking about why we are facing what we're facing in America and across the world right now. The deepest rooted sin that humanity has hold, held onto for so long. And that's racism. Like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, live, love, laugh, and namaste, 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 peace. I really mean that this time, guys. Peace. It's going to be all right. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. But we will make it through it. everybody this is trey michael and this is starla michael and what we're wanting to do today is give you all the opportunity to be a blessing hey we usually don't ask for the sponsorships but right now we're really looking forward to to asking uh, our viewers excuse me our listeners to sponsor this channel we really want to invest and be able to create our little studio and get us a little system in there so that we can make better podcasts and probably continue this on a regular basis What we're here to do is share our personal experiences to help elevate and grow conscious awareness to all humanity. And we need your support. That's right. Um, Sponsor us, you guys. Become a sponsor. Give a little donation. Anything that can help us out. We really appreciate it. It'll help us um, be more consistent with the podcast so that we can all connect and get this information out there. This message of applied consciousness. (laughs) Applied consciousness. (laughs) Remember. Consciousness is to be applied in everyday life. And we want you guys and ladies, make sure I say my ladies, (laughs) to help uh, with this. We want to get this out. And if you can't sponsor, then share. Share it to other people so that they can have this experience into their life to help bring their consciousness out of themselves so that we can create this fifth dimensional reality that we all want to live in. Hey, thanks again and peace. peace.